And we're back, Creative Club Podcast. Thanks for jumping in. You're here with John Marsh. And if you're a coach or creative business owner on the show, we'll teach you the key skills to attract dream clients into your business. Learn to love your selling and sales process and grow your business with confidence. All right, we're up to episode number 45, I believe it is. And today on this episode of the Creative Club podcast, we have a conversation with Nick White. Nick is a life coach and he has transitioned out of his work as a designer, focusing on, I believe, UI or UX and or UX, possibly both, I could have that wrong, uh, design into life coaching. And in this conversation, we talk about that journey um, from first finding his, I guess, sort of calling or pull to move into this new career and this new type of work and work with other people in this you know, sort of domain as a coach. Uh, and then into his kind of journey into the business side of it as well. And one of the things that I think is really important and really cool in this episode that you can kind of take away from it is Nick's way of becoming kind of what we call the organizer. And so in a world of, you know, social media and TikTok and Instagram and these kinds of things, uh, Nick talks about how he's organizing, you know, things like a weekly uh, walk and talk, which is an outdoor event, how he's running a, a private Facebook group which is growing fairly quickly, how he's putting together his online masterclasses and using those other platforms to kind of feed into online events. And basically how he's started to see his business as this kind of world that he's building around what he calls the Happy Human Project. So a lot of great stuff in there, especially for newer coaches, if you're kind of looking to get started and you're just not finding a, you know, traction on social media, whatever it is, I'm bringing these things in alongside uh, and using organization and events and um, connection with people alongside the social media or alongside your online efforts can be very helpful. Let's jump into the show. You're here with John Marsh. This is the Creator Club podcast. And today we've got Nick White. I have spent most of my career as in, I'd say corporate, yeah, like it's not all corporate, but in the design industry, user interface design, digital design. Uh, that's what my, I studied graphic design at uni. Uh, so my, yeah, my journey kind of went from there that I, I, I did, I studied graphic design at uni because I actually came out of school not knowing what the hell I wanted to do. Uh, at uni and then I went and did an art foundation class uh, course in the UK which is something you go away and do for a year mm -hmm. and in that you you explore like different different parts of art and design and I just happened to be quite good at the graphic design bit so I was like let's do that uh, and it was across at the, I remember at the time there were two big ways that I wanted to go it was graphic design or it was psychology and they were the two things that I was interested in and I went down the graphic design route and yeah, so then my my career just went through that. So I, I kind of started with internships and I made my way through up through the ranks 
in London. I was living in London at the time. Uh, and yeah, I was just taking job after job doing that. And it was okay to start with, like I really enjoyed it to start with. And, but just as, as the years, as I, I, I learned pretty early on that I had this feeling, that, this feeling that was always there. And I would talk to my friends about it all the time, that there was something else that I was supposed to be doing. And I had no idea what it was, but it was just this thing, like, and you can call it imposter syndrome or whatever you want to call it at work. I felt like it was even more than that. But yeah, I was doing, I was taking these jobs and look, I was getting, I was getting good roles, good money. Um, there was no reason for me to, to doubt my skills in any of these things. But uh, yeah, I always just felt like the, this thing was there. I was like, what? And I, but I did nothing about it. I just kept going through and I was, I was pretty miserable. Like I was a very, I've always been very negative. I like, I call myself, I like to think of myself as a recovering pessimist now. So my big thing was I was super negative. I was really hard on myself all the time. I would, I don't know if it's a big British thing as well to be really sarcastic, like really disingenuous a lot of the time. Like I would make fun of myself. I would make fun of other people. I, I didn't like really getting too close to people. Like I had a big thing about physical affection and hugging and like I just I, I didn't and I had I I didn't like people I had this thing where I really didn't like people touching my face because I used to have acne and it was this whole big thing about like I was super paranoid about people touch going anywhere near my face because they would have dirty hands or whatever and they'd give me more spots. Uh so I was going through all of this stuff in London. Uh just yeah just feeling stuck feeling a bit lost. How uh, old were you at this I, point? How old was I? Yeah. I was, so that was my twenties. Okay. So that was in my twenties that I was doing that. And I went to, I went to see a therapist. I went to do some CBT therapy uh, and that was actually really good to be honest. Like it, it helped me at the time. It helped me work through some stuff that I had going on, uh, but it didn't really stick. It didn't really go anywhere. Uh, so after, yeah, after I'm trying to think what, how old was I now? So I got to 20, 28 got to 28 yeah and i i remember i i just started this other job and i'd been in it for three months and i got made redundant and i'd been and i made a point of like it took me ages to find that job i wanted to wait for exactly the right job and i thought i found this great this great design agency and then they made me redundant and i was like well fuck, what do i do now <laughs> and i I caught up with a friend of mine who had, I always remember this conversation because it's, I feel like it's like this turning point for me that I, he had just uh, been to see a mutual friend of ours that had moved to Australia, done the, done the British thing of like, I've, I've, I always say this thing about how Aussies and Brits always, it's like they do their pilgrimage to the other country because they have to, they have to do it. So he he was over there and he was loving it. And he was like, look, you're young, you're single. You don't like who you're living with. Cause I really like was having some issues with my housemates at the time as well. And you've got no job. So why don't you just move to Australia? <laughs> and I was like, I actually can't think of, a, I can't think of any reason not to, apart from I wanted to give myself a bit more work experience just to like arm myself properly with going over there. So he planted that seed and I, Followed it to a T. I gave myself a year, a year's more experience in the design industry. 
so that job was a bit weird as well because I knew the entire time that I was leaving it and moving to Australia but they didn't know that mm. uh yeah and then 29 hit because you have to be I think you have to be under 31 to move to Australia with the work and holiday stuff moved over here because I was like right I'm going to move to Australia and my life is going to change and everything's going to be amazing and it's all just going to fall into place <laughs> and it was like because I, I was just like I'm not I'm not going anywhere in London in London it's just it's nothing's uh, nothing's happening I just feel like there's this thing um and then so I moved and it was amazing I loved it I got I got sponsored to stay on so when you move over here you go as on a working holiday you can stay here for a year if you want to if you want to extend that to two years you can do some the the i don't think it's called officially farm work i'm not sure what it's called. yeah yeah but uh i was like i'll cross that bridge at the time because i'm not really like the idea of like hanging out with 18 year olds doing their doing their thing wasn't really the the appealing but i was like i'll cross that bridge if i really want to stay didn't have to think of that uh and then i yeah so i got sponsored in so this is the thing it's like i kind of still had to put that sorting out what the career was going to be on hold because I had to do what I needed to do to stay in the country. So I had to stay in the job I was in, get sponsored. Then as soon as it got to permanent residency, I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm in now. I can finally do something about this thing that has always been there. Uh, And that was, yeah, that's the start. That's when I I hired a coach to help me. So that was the beginning of it. And through working with her, worked with her for a few months, I realized I was like, wait a minute, because we tried loads of different things. I'm like, that's still not it. That's kind of the same as this thing, but just in a different industry. Mm-hmm. This is just still going to be me doing this, this lifestyle, this office job, whatever you want to call it, but just in a different industry. And I was like, after a while, I was like, wait a minute, I want to do this. I want to do what you're doing. <laughs> so that's what, that's the whole thing that brought me to this do you want to talk a little bit about your experience that first time with the coach like what you got out of it relative to you know you would you would try to other therapies or you tried other stuff in the past like what struck you about the work that you did with this coach that impacted you i suppose so yeah i'll be honest when i hired her i didn't really know what a coach did I was like, I don't really know what we're going to be doing, but I just know that I, I, it's not happened. It's not worth me just doing it by myself. It's not like it's, it's, it's been years now and I haven't done anything about it. Like I need somebody to help me with this. Uh, so yeah, it's, it was a case of just going into it. Like I really, I, I got a good vibe from her just going for it. I was like, why not give it a go? And it was, it was bloody, like some of it was bloody hard like because you you don't you don't take the time to focus on a lot of this stuff you don't take the time to really think about it and push yourself out of the comfort zone I mean this is this is a big thing of mine it's like it is that it's it's a cliche but it's so true the whole pushing yourself out of the comfort zone stuff like that's the that's why I hadn't nothing had changed for me because I was just doing the same thing Mm. like why would it why would it just waiting for things to happen Mm. um so yeah working with her we would work on certain things each week uh, to like some things would help me kind of relook at stuff that had happened in the past or look for little kind of keys that were there, little signs. Other things were getting me to do stuff now. 
to kind of focus on to get me yeah get me trying new things yeah um yeah and it's super interesting it was like I was like this is this is great and I, at the time as well it didn't enter my head it didn't enter my head for the reason why it took so long to come to that conclusion about coaching myself is because I still didn't fully understand the difference I was getting coaching and mentoring mixed up a bit because I'd spoken to a couple of other coaches part of my thing with her was going just going out and speaking to people to see what they did um and I spoke to some I was like oh that sounds cool but maybe something like later down the line because I I've got no experience to like help people with this stuff and it's like oh wait when the penny dropped the coaching and mentoring are different that like yes you would go to a mentor if you want somebody that has like done exactly that thing before and you want advice from them whereas coaching isn't that it's like somebody that is asking you the right questions keeping you accountable like helping you up the hill but they're not doing it for you so that's why I was like oh this this sounds super cool I want to know more about this Mm, I love it that must have been quite the journey for both you and for her having been the pessimist coming into the room yeah yeah well that's been yeah I mean that's been the biggest the thing that's appealed to me from the car from me taking myself to be trained as a coach and and working as a coach. I mean this is why I see it as the perfect job is that working in it is I'm working on myself constantly at the same mm-hmm. time and I've seen such a difference from that like it's crazy like I mean my partner said it to me a few weeks ago is like why are you what like it was in a bit of a like in a mood with me at the time but it's why are you happy all the time and it just really like that really hit me I was like wait what like I've never I've never thought about that because I would never have classed myself as that before like mm. no way like so the fact that somebody is actually calling saying that to me meant was like oh shit this this stuff really works it's like it's worth yeah. me yeah 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 so good so good so could you tell us about your transition or what that was like to take action? Did you get certification or how did you, I guess, step into that new career? Cause that's kind of a scary thing for people, right? Like when you're moving out of one and, and stepping across. Yeah. Well, as soon as, yeah, as soon as I realized that was the thing, I didn't waste any time. I was like, right, let's look up the different places that I could train in um kind of sussed them out I picked one that I really really resonated with and yeah I got I got my certification and then the process of that is then you kind of you're you have your certification then you're you're ongoing training in it as well so you're constantly kind of adding to your uh to your training but yeah the transition it, it it's tricky because it's like it's gone from the comfortable life that I had before where I didn't think as like I'd clock in nine to five done and this was this was also why this is why I kind of always knew that it wasn't the right thing because once five o'clock hit I did not want to talk about design I didn't want want to think about design I didn't want to do I didn't want to go to like see design exhibitions or anything like once my five o'clock hit I'm done I want to do something else and I kind of see it as like I don't believe that work and like work and life need to be these separate things it's like you've got your work that is this horrible thing and then you've got oh you but you've got all the playtime out of it because it's like you spend so much time at work it's like that's just that's it just, it just doesn't make sense mm, uh, yeah. so it's yeah 
it's juggling those two things. Um, I guess if you really want something, then you just you put the extra effort in to to yeah. make that happen. Yeah. And um, what was you know once you finished up the certification, obviously, you know you're you're creating a business and you're looking for clients and you're starting to you know kind of grow down that road. What was some of what was that like? Because I think a lot of people probably would go through as far as the certification with with all things right not like personal training with with anything uh, a degree in university coaching and then may or may not see it through from the business perspective or from you know beyond that point because it's 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 a different set of challenges what was that like for you and and how did that feel to kind of get the first clients and start to work with people live and and kind of do that whole thing yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's it's hard. Like I started off uh, how I imagine most of the people on the on the cert got certified with me is that you you practice with each other, and that's kind of how you kick it all off, and you try and get the hours in and just getting comfortable with everything, uh, and then you then you coach your friends and people that you know, and then it's like, yeah, I guess up from that maybe your friends know people, and then yeah it just it just happens organically i get like it's a it's a pretty long process and it's also you well if i talk about myself like getting that confidence it's like yeah sure you can you can learn this thing but actually doing it mm. is a whole other, and i i i kind of think as well like being well to it's like being good being a good coach is is kind of the easy part it's like the actual hard the hard part is get finding like having the clients to work with because it's like i like just using myself as an example i know that this stuff works because like my the change in me has been like crazy but it's like other people don't know that and it's like how you need to it's not convince them but it's like yeah like help i don't know like help i don't, I don't even know how to put it like ed educate i don't know it's like helping other people. I, I want other people to experience this because it like I know that it's so good. <laughs> and I'm sure everyone says that about their their business. Um, but yes, yeah, just getting that message out there and, and in a way that people understand. Have you found that as you've, I guess, felt this transformation or as you've kind of grown or or changed personally, that it's now easier to have the conversations or it's easier to talk to people about it or to get into dialogue around coaching or even to coach them than before you were obviously before you were trained, but like, I guess the old Nick, like, you know, how you've shifted now into, I guess, for lack of a better term, less of a pessimist, <laughs> you know, lots happier, lots more magnetic. Like, have you found that's been helpful from, I mean, you could almost call it a sales perspective, but even just entering conversations with people. Oh, totally. It's all self-belief. And I mean, that's the, that's, that was the main thing for me. That's the big thing that I kind of focused in on. It's always about self-belief, self-esteem. Uh, the more, yeah, the more you do, it's, it, again, it's like the cliche of practice makes perfect. It's a cliche for a reason. It's like you just you do things over and over again, and then you eventually just become comfortable with them, and they're like nothing. 
and it's yeah it's like trying new things like putting different events out there or getting yourself on video or putting yourself in conversations with people it's like yeah that that it's all yeah it's it all just always comes down to self-belief and it's like if you don't I mean we've had this conversation a lot about my my uh my views of the life coach title so I like I've had I've we've been through it like I've had some big issues with calling myself a life coach to start with because especially because I I position myself in a way that of like 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 anti-woo-woo so like to me a lot of people hear the term life coach and they instantly go to that because I'll be honest that's what I would have gone to before um but then it's then it's like well that's what they think is under my business like if they meet me and go oh like you've said to me if like if they meet me and then they're like oh wait a minute you're not what I thought a life coach would be that's like well yeah okay fine <laughs> good mm. <laughs> it's not up to me to like decide what you're gonna think yeah yeah and so your your that shift for you changes how you then show up to them yeah exactly because then if you're just owning it Mm, then that's right yeah it's like i mean that's a big thing about awkwardness has been a lot a bigger part of my life so like getting rid rid of any awkwardness is key uh that's often something that we'll talk about just generally speaking is that you can change your offer two ways you can change your offer like what what the actual program is or whatever or you can change your belief in your offer and both are effectively changing the offer for the other person so if i come in with offer a and i don't believe in it and i come in with offer a and i really believe in it because i've done the work to consider how powerful it is and i i can see it through the proof the other person has a totally different lived experience of the offer. It's basically a different offer. It's that powerful. Hmm. It's very cool. Um, okay. So I want to know how you found, because this might be happening subconsciously, possibly even automatically maybe, but you had this dissonance with the design side, but you also now are able to, you know, you've, you've, you've got a great website, you're able to do social media, you're able to, um, you know, not that it's all about the brand identity or strategy or whatever in terms of life coaching, but a lot of people struggle with, you know, getting things out there and starting to, you know, put on events and advertise and run Facebook groups and things like that. You've done a very professional job, obviously drawing on, you know, your previous career. Um, could you talk a little bit about that? Like, do you even think about that or is that just sort of something you're doing? Oh yeah, definitely. I realized very early on that I, I was like, oh, this is actually quite a good thing. Cause, cause honestly, I'll be honest when I, when I made the transition and I was making the transition, I was like, oh, my, my industry doesn't exactly like, it's a big, to me, it was like a big shift. It's like, I haven't been in a people facing role, like, like I have in terms of at work and in meetings and we would do we would call it test user testing so people weren't people they were users of a website or an app or so you have that but it's not the same as which is where kind of where some of this stuff came from to being a coach because I was looking back at kind of old jobs of like being a 
working in a shop and working in a bar and realized I'm really good at that stuff. Like I actually missed that. There's something here with like working directly with people. And that's why those other jobs that I was thinking about weren't going to work either. So I was like, yeah, this, this is a bit of a, this is quite a leap. I don't know how I'm going to have any transferable skills. And then you realize like that there definitely are people transferable skills too, but the design one, I was like, oh, this is actually really good because other people don't have this at all. It must be so daunting Mm. to, yes, you're, you're coaching and maybe you've come from, I don't know, a similar kind of role. You have no idea about putting to, together design i guess this is this is where canva has become this this big thing because it helps people do this that maybe don't have that background but it's it's i i'm comforted comforted in the fact that i don't need to use things like canva unless like i just prefer to but and i have the understanding of yeah it kind of gives me a gives me a bit of a leg up in terms of i could like you say it's kind of that little extra professional touch Mm. maybe that maybe someone else wouldn't have. I don't know. Yeah, you know you can shop like a professional in your field pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cool. So talk about some of the events and things that you're doing organizing-wise. I know you've got a Facebook group going. And I mean, even obviously how this ties into your message with your coaching, we better cover that, like what your sort of you know the backbone of your coaching is or what your sort of ethos or or work is about and and then how you've organized stuff around that yeah okay yeah so my my program is called the happy human project and it's all centered around helping humans professionals live happy more fulfilled lives so like it's it's all that's where the the name for the program that's kind of the origin of it that it's started from the coaching program which is like the eight week program that I start with. But then from that, it's kind of evolved now into this. Yeah, I have now an offline event called Walk and Talk that I host in on Sundays in Coogee in the morning in Sydney. Uh, And basically the purpose of that is to give something back to the community and to just offer a space for humans to connect in real life, especially after all the COVID stuff Mm. when we weren't really having that connection. And just to help people's mental health a little bit, just to have like people to talk to. Uh, as humans, we're, we're social animals, right? Even like I'm, I consider myself an introvert. Maybe I, the more I'm realizing that I'm maybe not as introverted as I used to think I was, but I would still consider myself quite kind of introverted for some aspects. But even everybody likes that um, human inter- interaction, whether it's with groups of people, one-on-one, whatever. So it's like, Offering just somebody needs to be that person, right? To 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 organize it, to facilitate, to 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 just put something out there. And I was I was joining, looking for groups to join in the area to just get get to know because I I'd recently over the last few months moved to Bondi and I was like, okay, I'm looking for kind of more people, get to know the community a bit more. So why don't I just start my own thing? And I was like, and to give people just. To, my big thing is win the morning, win the day. So like, I feel like if you get, if you really sorted in the morning then the rest of your day flows way better. So let's get something early in the morning, 7am supposed to be a, a little bit of a challenge. Cause I understand that 7am on a Sunday can be, could be quite a challenge for some people. Maybe that's their one lie in a day uh, in the week. 
Um, but then there's kind of the, supposed to be the point. It's like, you don't have to come every every week, but if if you challenge yourself and even just do I always say to the people that come or that are thinking of coming, just do it once. Mm-hmm. Come once, just try it once, see how you go. And I promise you, you won't regret it. You'll feel amazing afterwards. You'll uh, you'll have met these new people. You've achieved something all before eight eight a.m. Like you're done. Um, so this is this is how I now see as the first. And this is I'll be honest. This was super scary starting this because I've never put myself in a situation. I've always yeah, my background is in an office behind a computer, like in like my desk. Like I haven't put myself in front of groups of people like in the public. Like I'm fair enough in meetings and presentations, but putting a group, put it organizing a group of just the general public was like really scary. But I was like, no, I'm gonna do it because this just this just feels right as another element. It's like an evolution of the project and the pro the happy human project. Then like we're already, so I've been doing that for a couple of months now, starting to evolve it into being more than walking. So that potentially do other things. So there'll be kind of more connection exercises we're thinking about maybe bringing things like meditation breath work ice bath those sort of thing all these things that I'm starting to also tune into a lot more myself and see mm. the benefits of mm. I would see people even in the creator club I would see people putting these things on I remember when I first started I was like oh they sound cool but I don't have anything like that I don't know I don't have a thing but and now I'm like well why not like I can totally have a thing like you just you just need to go and study it and learn it and add it I, I love the idea now of adding these strings to my bow and it it's not it evolves bigger than just the coaching at the minute that it, it yeah like I it's funny the shift and it's, it's just doing this little group this small group that started off at the beginning it's got larger and I can already see it as like I I really like this I can mm-hmm. I really I can see I can visualize this becoming a bigger thing I can see taking this to different cities, different countries, whatever, like just having that vision, yeah, which I would never even imagine before. Yeah. And even, yeah, even before, like, especially in my old job. And it's just amazing just how these things evolve if you just allow them to. Yeah. Yeah. You're building, now you're building the, like your world, right? You're starting to build your different parts yeah. of your world out. It's very addictive and very fulfilling, I think. So that was one thing that I was going to talk to you about or ask you about when I see the work that you're doing now, like your, your, what's the word you're actively designing and creating these things all the time now. Like, so, you know, one day we'll see the Facebook group's got 200 people in it or it's growing. And the next day I'll like see the walks gotten bigger and there's a bunch of people around and um, when you very first started, like, you know, obviously when it was new, there would have been more resistance, but I wonder if you could talk about that mind shift that is, you know, possibility minded, like how you, how are you now seeing the stuff as instead of, you know, a lot of times when we start out, it's like, well, I can't really do that because I've never done it before. It's like a can't because sort of language. Whereas now you're just like, all right, I can do that. And then you're just sort of stepping into it a lot more powerfully. Like it's, it's noticeable um, from the outside. What's, is that, do you notice that yourself? Is that just from practicing it and kind of getting out there and building the, 
building it up? I'm definitely aware of it. Yeah. Cause I talk about it a lot through my coaching and everything. Like the biggest thing with me is changing to the growth mindset. Um, Cause I was very much a, I can't do that kind of person. Oh no, I can't, I can't do that. I'm not good enough for that. Like a lot of my, my mom, my mom laughs because I, I mean, it's not really funny, but like I would, I would blame my parents for a, like for giving me like crap genetics. I'd be like, you made me this way. I can't do anything. I'm crap at everything. It's awful when I think about it now, but like, I obviously don't think that anymore. And she's very happy about that. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, so that was very much my mindset before. Like I was just super negative. Like, but now it's like, well, if I can't do something, then that's okay. I can learn to do it or I can do something else. Or yeah, it's like, what, what if like, well, let's find out. Like that's a big, that's a big phrase I like to use. Well, let's find out if I can do it or not. And it's, just it's always it's always about when you try something new for the first time it feels super scary and then but you get one out of the way and then it's fine mm-hmm. and then you're on to the next thing um so that's kind of how i see it i'm like that's become like the walk and talk the in-person event thing has just become completely normal to me now mm-hmm. and that's that's mad to me but it's amazing at the same time i love it and it just shows that 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 shift has happened and that's and I I talk to people and I talk to people like my my friends and I can still I can see that that mind shit like mindset I can't speak mindset um and I know it just it, I I know it just takes a little shift and they can definitely do it if they're open to it mm. um but that's that's the key it's like you you need to be open to it you need to believe that it it is possible and I'm always like look if if I if I if I need to show people like the old Nick, like if I can do it, anyone can do it. Honestly, like it's that's that's always the best example that I can give. Like if, if you knew me before, I wouldn't even hug people. Like get away, don't touch my face. And now I'm like going up and instigating hugs at the walk and talk and being that being the huggy being the, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's the shift. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool, man. Because I think you know you think about from a business perspective and people talk about different things you can do in your business or, you know, you can get a website built or you can, I don't know, run Facebook ads or you can do some training or something like that. But the work that you've done in your mind in terms of the ability to now organize, connect with people, and obviously this goes directly into in the long run, selling coaching growing the program like do you know what i mean like it's all the same thing and when you look at the stuff that you can spend money on and then look at you know the mindset shift or the time and energy investment that you put into that um i don't know it's just super exciting it really lights me up because it's basically when we think about our thinking we've got uh either an asset or a liability. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you've got a business asset now that you can basically point point around 360 degrees and deploy your mind into creating opportunities for yourself, enrolling others in your vision and helping them to step into their vision. And, and there's your sales. You know what I mean? It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Like, like I can feel it in myself. Like it is that, it's that 
I don't even know how to explain it, but just that warmth. Mm. Do you want to talk about the the coaching work that you do in the program, maybe, and who's who's it kind of for? You mentioned um, corporates and, and general people, but like what you do over the eight weeks and how it looks at all. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. So the the program, the the initial program is the the eight week breakthrough program, uh, and in that we would kind of work on different things each week to just figure out, uh, get really clear on what you want, figure out. Uh, how you might be sabotaging yourself, like getting things out of the way, any like any beliefs that you might have about yourself that are just stopping you, uh, any val- figure out what your values are that are driving you forwards um, and tuning into them. And then by the end of the eight weeks, the idea is that you'll just by it's a consecutive thing, so it's like two months each week. You would come and see me for an hour, uh, and by the end of that, you'll just be way more confident in yourself way more clear on where you want to get to uh because that i mean that's the stuff that i was struggling right and that's how there's i I know there's loads of people that are in the same position and i just want to help them the way that a coach helped me Mm. so like it's just it's it's super simple like it can seem really scary and and not even scary but it's like what even is it like kind of how i was and i get it i totally get that but it's like just giving it a go just just give it a go and see see what it is like a lot a lot of the feedback i get is that the questions some of the questions that i ask are super simple but they're not questions that we ever ask ourselves so then by thinking about them and talking about them out loud in particular because a lot of this stuff you don't talk to your friends or your partner about um and having someone to listen to you that because like when you're with your mates it's just like a, a general conversation going back and forth whatever but with coaching it's like well i'm here to just completely listen to you this is your time mm-hmm. i'm working for you um and yeah just having just thinking about those things like why why do i think that why did i do that i don't know this is the sort of stuff that i was going through at the, at the time as well it's like i haven't really thought about it that way it's just that it's honestly just it's so simple, but like having somebody to talk to and just, and to uh, like to have that person that you know is there, like you set it in between each week, there's action steps that I, I set. So there's, it's not, I don't like, it's not homework, it's home play, <laughs> but it's just something to do that you build on each week. Like as the weeks go, maybe the action steps get bigger and that creates the momentum to create action. Cause you don't action change doesn't happen without taking action. So that's the whole point. And then by the end of it, you've been doing this stuff so much that, yeah, like you, you think completely differently at the end. Yeah. I love it. What a great, um, what a great journey, you know, for, for eight weeks, it's eight weeks, right? The base program. Yeah. Yeah. So eight and yeah, beyond that, if you, you can yeah, keep you going, talk about you want to keep going. Yeah. 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 So even looking at eight weeks, if you're 30, 35, 40, 45, 25, whatever, even, even at 20 years old, eight weeks, you've got like a fraction of a percentage of your life. And yet the, the thought work, I mean, I've had individual sessions with a coach or a mentor that I still remember that still have shaped how I see the world or remind me of questions to ask myself that change my actions during the day. And 
you can't get that in anything else. Like it's just a, it's just such a good trade. Uh, I th actually think that it's one of the uh, coaching would be one of the most powerful, I think, investments myself, just kind of going on a tangent here, but it's pretty crazy. You can up, you can change the, through curiosity, really change the software in your head, which changes decisions and actions and behaviors, which can change your, your entire trajectory. Yeah. If a great you analogy I like to use is people are real, like everybody understands what a PT is, a personal trainer, like you hire a PT to help you get a better body, but like, why don't we do that for our minds and our brains? Like it's, if anything, it's like, they're definitely on a par. If not, I, I'm biased potentially, but I think it's more important to work on your mental health over your physical health because they both work together anyway. Like you can have this amazing body, but you can have so much shit going on in your head mm. that it's like, it's, we completely understand the idea of sports coaches and you get a coach for the PT for this and a sports coach for that. But it's like the idea of a coach for like personal development and that kind of it, area is a bit less understood and like you say it's that that tiny fraction of your life but for me it's like how many how many years are you going to keep just sitting back hoping things are going to change like i spent years doing it and it's like you can't get that time back i say it all the time it's like time is a finite resource it's the most important thing we have so like why what are you waiting for like what you're just going to wait a few more years just to see how you feel, see how it pans out. How's it been going for you so far? That That's the same as me. Like, how's how's that been going for you? It wasn't working for me. So, yeah, that's that's how I, I just I yeah, I love it. I think I think lots of people could benefit from it. Uh, but yeah, I, I could go on about it all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about with your program or with your journey as a I guess a business owner or anything else that's sort of front of mind for you? Um, not that I can think of that's top of my head. Um, no, haven't got anything. All righty. Uh, I'll put your details into the notes for the episode. Having said that, is there anything, I know you've got a masterclass. I'm not sure. I think this will be out afterwards but you can share that if you want is there anything else that you've got coming up that you want to tell people about yeah so just just in case this hasn't this will still be around i've got a masterclass called how to find meaning and purpose in a sea of shit uh hopefully we can say that on here uh that is on tuesday the 10th of may it's for an hour at 7 p.m sydney time um if that goes well i'm i'm sure i'll put it on again if it's not out there um, other than that, yeah, if you're going to put the details out, Nick White Coach on Instagram, nickwhitecoaching.com is the website. Uh, and if you're if you're in Sydney, if you're around, not well, not necessarily if you're around Coogee, because I'm getting a lot of people coming in from all over Sydney now for the walk and talk. But yeah, Sundays, 7 a.m. Come and have a come and have a nice walk and chat and connection with other fellow humans, like-minded humans. That'd be awesome. Awesome. Love your work. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your journey with us. Thanks for having me. This is good. And that's it for this episode of the Creative Club podcast. If you enjoyed this one, feel free to send it along to someone else who might get some value out of it. 
and you can help us by subscribing to the channel so you don't miss the next one. All right, thanks again. We'll see you soon.